Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. How's everybody doing this morning? Well, today was a little bit different. I uh, got to church and we had like two or three bass players and they were here and the, and the worship team was like, hey, pastor, do you want to uh, play bass today? I said, sure. And so thanks for letting me be part of that, even though I'm not qualified. And I think after today, I'm disqualified. So, but thanks for, thanks for letting me try. But today we are jumping into part three. Everybody say armed and dangerous. And so today is an exciting day because we are talking about shoes. Come on. Who, come on. I know, I know all the guys are like, I, shoes, whatever, whatever. But listen, who likes to go get a new pair of shoes? Come on. We all, listen, we all, we all like shoes. We all like, some of us, some of us like it. But I have a lot of shoes and so Tara is always, there she is, she's telling me right back there. Tara is always saying, I think you have enough shoes. And the difference between Tara and I is she likes flip-flops. Hold on. No, 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 no. But like the dollar flip-flops. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> She likes the dollar flip-flops, and, and I've, I've worn flip-flops like twice. Yes, a couple times to the beach, and it was the most excruciating experience of my lifetime. I've got a weird thing. I need some socks on, and I need some comfortable shoes on. So listen, when we were going to Washington, D.C. Uh, last week, guess what? The first thing on my mind is I'm going to be walking a lot. Because if you go to D.C. and you don't want to spend a ton of money, you walk a lot. So I'm like, okay, I need to take some comfy shoes. I need my go shoes, right? I need the shoes that I'm going to take that are going to be comfortable the whole time. And I can run. I can walk all day in these shoes and be comfortable. Guess what? I took two pairs of those shoes. Had to match, right? Had to match. <laughs> and so I took those. And guess what? I walked a lot. We walked 62,000 steps. Woohoo! Come on. That's almost 25 miles and 25 miles around DC. Isn't that amazing? That's a lot of walking. Well, one day, the day we walked the furthest, 9 miles, Tara wore sandals. And I said, "We're not going back. We're not going back." But she, she was, I wasn't that mean, was I? <laughs> that sounds bad. But she, she ended up buying some tennis shoes, right? That's what we call them in, here in the south. Um, up where I'm from, we call them sneakers, right? But she, she uh, ended up getting some tennis shoes, and she had a pretty comfortable uh, trip too. But today we're talking about some shoes. We all like shoes, right? So um, I've got a gift here. And someone, someone, like people give me gifts. I don't know what's going on here, but thank you. And uh, so I got some, I got a gift and I got some new shoes. And so they're a pair of red shoes. Yeah, come on. I got some red frostproof shoes. And so we're going to be talking about some shoes today, but I've got all sorts of different types of shoes. I got cowboy boots. I got 
sneakers, I've got running shoes, I've got leather boots. Um, and you've got to plan, you've got you to gotta go out and make sure it looks good, right? And matches. Um, but every time Tara and I go purchase some shoes for Emma, for Tara, for me, um, I'm always one of those people. When I was growing up, um, I played hockey, okay? And so when I played hockey, my dad wanted to make sure that my skates were comfortable. And if my skates weren't comfortable, and if my skates didn't work right, then everything else isn't going to happen on the ice when I'm playing hockey, right? So guess what? We didn't have a ton of money, so every other piece of equipment was used and old and whatever. But guess what? We didn't care. As long as the skates were good, we're good. So he would get me new skates. When I, when I'd run out of, when I got too big for those skates, he'd get me another pair of new skates because he wanted to make sure I had a solid foundation and I could hit some people on the ice. They usually hit me, if they could catch me. So today we're talking about footwear, but when, when Tara and Emma and I go out, I'm the guy who's like, listen, we gotta get some good shoes. Like, shoes are important, don't you think? Those flip-flop people over here, they don't, you guys don't care, right? You just, whatever, I don't care. But let me read you some stuff, okay? I'm going to read you some geeky stuff about footwear. All right, you ready? Feet are important to the body. They must be stable and balanced in order to support the body, your body weight. If they're not, they could cause many problems. Bad foot support can cause pain or discomfort in the lower back, hips, knees, neck, shoulder, everything else. Right? Some of you are experiencing that if you're getting over the age of 35, 40. Your feet handle most of the pressure exerted during movement. All right? So when you're walking, your feet are absorbing all of that. For each mile someone walks, listen to this. For each mile someone walks, the arch bears between 200,000 and 300,000 pounds of stress. That's why I get nice shoes. Because I read these things to my wife. Like, listen, I need some comfortable shoes. Good foot health is vital to overall body health. If you don't care for your feet properly, you could suffer many short and long-term problems that will negatively affect your entire body. Wearing shoes that provide good foot support is an easy way to avoid these problems and live comfortably. We all like comfortable shoes, I hope except for the flip-flop friends over here. But today we are jumping back into our series, Armed and Dangerous. And maybe you're new today, maybe you haven't been to uh, this church for a while. Um, we're in week three, so we're talking about the armor of God. That's why we got this guy out here. So we've done, what have we done so far? Anybody remember? What's week one? Remember? The belt of truth, right? So we talked about this belt of truth. It was actually under an undergarment that held this person, their core, together. So they could do all the movements that someone in the military, in the Roman uh, military, would have to do to fight in battle. Then week two, we did what? The breastplate of righteousness. This is this big thing, right? And what did that do? Anybody remember? The protected, the vital organ, the heart. So this week, we're talking about the third one. 
And you, it depends on what translation you look into, but today we're going to call them the shoes of peace. All right? And the shoes of peace, you never know, could have looked like this. Okay? So let's look here together and we'll get you caught up on this verse. Ephesians 6, 10 to 15. A final word. This is, Paul writes this incredible letter to the Ephesian church. You know what's amazing about this letter? He sums it up with this mnemonic device, okay? This visual for them. He's like, hey, I've talked about six things throughout the, the letter, and now I'm going to roll it all into this armor of God that, that God has for you to put on. So look at this final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. All the strategies of the enemy. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, Put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. He's saying, listen, God's got all this incredible armor to put on. Put it all on. Don't miss a piece. Then after the battle, you will, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of truth. Right? The core. The body armor of God's righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. And then today, this is the one we're going to talk about. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will, will be fully prepared. The shoes of peace. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for today. I pray that today we would hear from you, God. That Lord, that you would speak through me. That it would be your words, not my words. That God, that today hearts and minds would hear your voice. And Lord, we would understand peace and your good news like never before. In Jesus' name. And the church said, listen, all of the things the enemy seeks, he seeks to steal, right? Kill, destroy. He seeks all of those things. You know, peace is at really at the top of his list. If he can steal your peace... If he can steal your joy, if he can affect the base of where you're walking, then he can affect your whole life. He can affect the road that you walk on, the trail that you run on, the mountain that you hike up, the valley that you walk down. He can affect all of that if you allow him in and to disrupt your peace. He intentionally stirs up discord, division, disruption, disturbance, both within you and around you. That's his, that's his number one goal, is if he can disrupt you, if he can sow some discord, if he can split your marriage, if he can mess with you at work with all the people that work there, if you can hear one thing, and then when it gets to your mind, think, oh, I can't believe that person said this. You're hearing some half-truths, right? He's, he's trying to stir this up. Listen, in our country right now, it's a little bit divided, huh? Right? I'm not going to get political, but I am going to get spiritual. The enemy comes to divide us. He doesn't like freedom. He doesn't like what God is doing in our country. He doesn't like 
joy, and peace. He doesn't like people with good hearts. And guess what? He's going to come in and try to, to divide us up. Guess what? It's easier to divide and conquer, isn't it? Oh, divide them up into this group and into this group and into this group and into this group. And you guess what? Christians are falling right in to the trap. You're like, well, Pastor Landon, I believe this and they believe this. That's fine. But don't divide. Don't help the divider. Help the uniter, and that is Jesus. And walk in peace. Come on, church. Listen, I was in D.C. last week, and there was lots of signs. Right? This side saying this. This side saying this. And yes, I have my views. But my views are from the Word of God. And I know it's very frustrating to live in maybe a time like we're living in right now. Where you feel like our faith is being attacked. Guess what? It's always been attacked. Jesus said that people will hate you because of me. But if you notice all throughout the Gospels how Jesus represented his kingdom, how Jesus went about when someone was against him, you'll notice how he brought peace in the midst of the turmoil. He brought peace when, when people were coming against the values that he stands for and stood for. And so I think it's a reminder for us Christ followers today to not allow, I'm going to get to it, the media to change your thinking. God says, my ways are higher than your ways. It says in Isaiah, my ways are, are higher. He knows more. So when we allow somebody, an outside, maybe someone in the world to disrupt our thinking, then we're falling prey to what the enemy wants. He's like, sweet, I got him where I want him. I'm divided. We're, we have a divided house, right? But today we need to make a stand and say, I'm going to put on the shoes of peace and say, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to stand for Jesus. Amen? I'm not going to get in on this argument because his ways are higher than my ways. He intentionally stirs up discord. The enemy is the leader of chaos and confusion, using every opportunity to upset your sense of stability. Whatever he can do to get you off balance, right? That, that Facebook, that news article, there's lots of them to go around, isn't there? Oh, I can't believe what so-and-so said. Right? I can't believe what this group is doing. He wants you uneasy. He wants you unbalanced. He wants us filled with anxiety. He wants us filled with worry and turmoil. He wants us lacking peace. But God doesn't. And God has a way out for all of us. He says, put on the full armor of God. When the enemy comes, stand firm. So I got a couple ideas for you today if you want to write them down. Number one, prince, yes, this P-R-I-N-T-S, prince of peace. You're like, what do you mean? 
So have you ever had some boots on and you're out in the mud or if you're from up north, you're in the snow and you see prints, right? When you're walking, you look behind you and there's some prints in the mud or in the snow or whatever, right? And we make prints. It depends on the, the boot size or the shoe and you can look and it's very specific, isn't it? You know, they even, they'll even find footprints at the, at the scene of a crime. And be like, okay, that's a size 13. That's definitely not Landon's shoes. That's totally not that guy. He's a size 8. But they can find out, even at the scene of a crime, who someone is by the print that they leave. Church, what prints are we leaving when we're walking? When we're on our journey in this life? What prints are coming behind us? What does it look like? Our spiritual footprint is very important. Right? It's very important. If we put on the shoes of peace, we are the delivery people of peace. Hey, I got some new shoes on, and I'm going to go, and I've got peace now. Maybe you had the wrong shoes on today. Maybe you got some of those filas on. Those white ones that, that in the 90s we said, no way, no more of that. A couple of you know what I'm talking about, maybe. So what do your prints look like today? Look at Colossians. Heard the scripture this week. Loved it. Colossians 3, verse 12 to 15. Here's what our prints are supposed to look like. Here's what a Christ follower that has the shoes of peace on, when we walk into this world, this is what it looks like. So, since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy. So one track, we got some mercy over here. And then kindness. One footprint is kindness. Humility. Being humble, right? That's hard to find. Gentleness. And patience. And then we also make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love. If you're going to be walking around with the shoes of peace, you're going to be taking love with you everywhere you go. And your footprints are going to be awesome. Look, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in what? Peace. And always be thankful. So if we're going to be walking around with his peace on, right? Then we're going to be taking, we, we have this amazing gift that we have to take care of and that we have to go and use in the proper way. If we're going to survive, listen to this, I know this is going to be a little bit confusing. We're, I put it up here so you can see it. If we are going to survive, we need the Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. I don't know if we have it. Maybe we don't. So like Prince is in P-R-I-N-C-E. We need the Prince of Peace, 
Prince of Peace. Did we find it? There we go. If we're going to survive, we need the Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. So we need also for him to come in and have his mark on our life. Come on, church. He's the Prince of Peace. He's going to give us peace. But if we're going to walk in peace, we need those prints, those footprints on our heart, on our life. We walk in step with God. Look what this says. I love this part, okay? It's, it says a little bit about our feet. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your, good, your God reigns. Listen, your feet, everybody say, my feet are beautiful. Come on. Look, we got beautiful feet because we're bringing peace. We're bringing good tidings. Come on, church, help me out a little bit today. There we go. You got a clapper in there front row. Our footprints matter. We are messengers of this peace. We're a delivery of the good we're deliverers of the good news. We bring the light, we bring the hope, we bring the joy everywhere we go, right? We bring light into the room. Have you ever met those people who when they walk in the room, everybody was kind of like this, and then when they come in, you're like, wow, just them smiling. Guess what? They brought some peace into the house. They brought some joy into the room. I believe that every Christian needs to have that about them. A lot of times we're down, and I understand life has a lot of hard struggles, but we have his joy, we have his peace, and we need to take it everywhere we go. Remember, we're not at war with each other, right? I think a lot of times we are, and we get off track, we're at war against other people. We're at war against this political group. It may feel like that. It may be like that. But it is not right. The only one that we are at war with is our adversary, the enemy. Some of us call the devil, right? So number one, prince of peace. Number two, walk together in peace. Now, I'll get these three young men to come up. These three guys right here, all the... Oh, four. There we go. Four guys. Caleb's tall, so might not be shoulder to shoulder. I need you guys to stand on the stage here, shoulder to shoulder, and kind of... Uh, shoulder to shoulder there together. Yep, there you go. Closer, closer. All right, no one's sick, okay. So listen, we, we're, we're called to walk together in peace as Christ followers. So I need a little bit of help from a friend of mine. I asked him to bring me some of these. Everybody knows what these are? Listen, we got some cleats, and they've got good colors here, frost-proof. And these cleats are very important when you're playing football, right? Really important. I remember uh, last year we played at Southeastern, and a couple guys, a couple fast guys were falling on the ground. Because guess what? Artificial, right? It wasn't what we were used to. But these cleats are very important. One of the most unforgettable, un you, you can't forget these when you're a soldier. So back then, if you imagine this, this guy um, doesn't really look like a, like a Roman soldier, okay? It's a little bit different. But 
What's amazing about these Roman soldiers is they had these spike-like things on the bottom of their shoes. So when they went into battle, they could move quicker. That when they, when they ran, they wouldn't slip. And so the same thing with, with football cleats. These cleats dug deep into the earth, holding the soldier, holding his ground to stand firm. You know, so instead of slipping on the terrain, he would be, he would be able to stand firm. And so guess what else? When the enemy was coming against these group, this group of Roman soldiers, guess what would happen? They would go shoulder to shoulder. Go a little closer, men. So guess what? The enemy's coming. And, and I'm smaller, but maybe the enemy was a little bit tougher. Well, I found the weak link right here. That would bring strength to the whole line. If they forgot their cleats that day, guess what would happen? The enemy would get through. And so it's very important, one, that when we have our shoes on, they're the right shoes, for one. They're God's shoes, the shoes of peace. But also that we stand together as Christ followers. And that we help each other make sure we have the right shoes on. That we have the right armor on. I think a lot of times in church and, and even in our culture in 2019, uh, we forget a little bit about each other. We're off doing our own thing. And then we, we stand apart a lot of times. So my brother's over here. This guy's back there. This guy's over here. And guess what? When I come through, well, he's a little bit bigger than me. When I come through, I can get through. I can get, I can get to them. But it's very important that we stand together. We walk together in peace. That we stop. I don't know if any of you are fighting with each other, but we don't fight with each other. We don't worry about the small things. That we take on the big things together. It's important that we do that for each other. So are we standing? Are we... Christ followers that are standing with each other? Are we sending each other scriptures? Are we praying for each other? Are we getting together more often than just on a Sunday morning? Because what happens is when we get off on our own, it's easy for us to take off those shoes and put on the old shoes that we first had. Right? It's easy for us to kneel down and I'm going to take off the, the shoes that God gave me and I'm going to change it up. But when we're standing together, stand together, guys. Then we have to protect each other. We have to protect our left and our right and our front and our back. And we're not going to have time to bend down and, and take off those shoes. That we're going to keep on the armor that God's put on us. And so it's important, church, that we stand together in peace. We start fighting the right things and start shunning the wrong things. We are better together, aren't we, guys? 
These, these young guys, these are guys are friends. So that's why I brought them up here. And so we can't forget that we all have friends in this community we call church. I don't mean just this church. But if we don't stand together, we'll fall very quickly and very easily. Because the enemy, we don't like to say this, but the enemy is strong. The enemy can infiltrate. The enemy can come in. And if we're not ready, if we're not standing firm, then he's going to get through. And I think, too, when we stand together, we need to look at the good in each other, right? A lot of times we're like, oh, that person at church, oh, they dress like this. Oh, they, I can't believe they said that. We need, to, we need to look at the good in others. I think in our culture we assume the worst right away, huh? What do you think? A lot of times we watch the news, right? Oh, I can't believe so-and-so did such-and-such, -such, right? But we need to assume good in, the good in people. You know, it's funny. When, I, when I'm paying attention, when I'm out going to a store or I'm uh, wherever I am, I'm noticing that most people are friendly until they get in their car, of course. Um, but most people are friendly. But the enemy doesn't want us to know that. So if you watch news enough, if you're on Facebook enough, you're going to start questioning people. You're going to start saying, hmm, this group of people, this group of people. The enemy loves it. He wants to divide but this is what God's plan is right here. That we stand together. So when the enemy comes, he's not getting through anywhere. The enemy comes, he's not going to get through anywhere. Because we're standing firm together. Look what it says in Ezekiel. And this talks about our heart. We can't stand in this line for much time at all unless our heart is right. Because if our heart isn't right, we're going to have issues. We're going to have strife. We're going to fight. We're not going to have unity. But look what it says here in Ezekiel. And I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So let's stand together in peace and allow God to change our heart if it's not right. Last one. Thank you, guys. Give them a big hand. That hurt you? All right. Last one. Put on the shoes. All right, so I got some new shoes here. Here we go. It's always nice to get some new shoes, isn't it? Man, these look comfortable. I like those shoes. Woo! Do I have time to tie the laces? All right, let's tie them.
13. Yeah, no. There you go. There we go, we got some new shoes on. So we gotta put on peace, right? And I know physically you saw me put on peace, but we need to spiritually put on peace. It's an important thing. Every day when we wake up, we can, we can put on the armor and say, God, I wanna walk in your peace today. Look what it says in John 14. This is Jesus before he went away. Look, at he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. And do not be afraid. He wants us to have peace. You know what? I feel a little bit lighter. It's comfortable. You know, the moment the First World War ended was recorded on the beaches. On November 11th, 1918, 101 years ago, this one minute, and they'll play it all the way through here in a second, but I want you just to listen to the turmoil, but then listen to the difference between the fighting and the peace. You play that for us pretty loud if we can. amazing imagine being there that day how much more so when we allow God to give us the shoes of peace will we have peace in our world in our homes in our schools Jacob you could come maybe you've also been at war fighting whatever battle that you're fighting. But God says, today's your day. Today is peace day. Today is the armistice. This is like November 11th, 1918. I want to wipe away all that fighting, all that turmoil, and I want to give you peace. I want you to start putting on these shoes time to put on the shoes of peace take off conflict take off discord strife, trouble, turmoil 
unrest, warfare, and battle. Now you have God's shoes on. The shoes of peace. You hear the birds after the fight? The peace. I think of this world, this word tranquility. I want us all to experience this special peace that only God can give. This calmness, this order, this harmony. I'm not saying this, I'm saying this. God is giving us his shoes and he wants us to walk in them. You know what's amazing about these shoes? Guess what? They've been places already because they're God's shoes. They were there the day the world was created. They were there on the seventh day when God rested and taught us how to rest. They were there when Moses and the Egyptians fleed Egypt on wings like eagles into freedom and safety, into peace. They were there the day Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. It says, the water I give you today is living water. They were there the day the woman was caught in the act of adultery and came in. And all her accusers left, throwing their stones on the ground. And Jesus says, where are your accusers? Peace came in. They were there the day Saul was walking on a road and met Jesus. And Jesus says, your name is now Paul. Follow me. They were there on the shores of the water when Jesus says, come, I want to make you fishers of men. The shoes of peace were there the day you were born. They've been available from the beginning of time. And God's saying today, the division is over. Today is the moment you put the shoes on and you don't look back. You put the old shoes in the box and you put them in the recycle bin and we never see them again. It's peace time. It's peace time. And guess what? The shoes of peace will be there the day Jesus comes back for his church. They'll be there the day David walks in to heaven and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thanks for putting on the shoes. I could talk forever about peace. We need it. We need to lace them on and not take them off. Because guess what? You're going you're gonna to walk. You're going to climb mountains you've never climbed before. 
You're going to go down through valleys that you've never done. And guess what? These shoes aren't just on your feet. Jesus is walking with you with these shoes of peace. Can we stand for a moment? Bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment. God wants me to read this over you today. If you close your eyes, just let everything else around you fade away and listen to this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you want to put on the shoes of peace today, can we pray this together? Lord, thank you for the gift of the shoes of peace. I put them on now. I'm giving up all the artificial shoes that have been taken on the wrong road. Help me to stand firm and to fight the good fight. Thank you that I'm armed and dangerous against the enemy. In Jesus' name. And the church celebrated because we have now the shoes of peace. Come on, church. Can we celebrate the peace that God gives us? Amen. Let me pray for you before we go. Lord, I thank you today that you taught us about peace. Lord, I pray that as we go, we would walk in your peace, that we would be the ones who deliver the good news of peace. And Lord, we wouldn't be people that want to divide, but to bring together. That we would be people that stand firm, shoulder to shoulder with other believers saying, I'm standing. I'm not going to fall because I'm standing with the shoes of peace that Christ gave me. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen.